Hello, today I have Anne with me. Hi Anne, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name is Anne Coates and I write a series of books about Hannah Weybridge, um, which were originally published by Urbane Publications, but have recently been reissued, new editions, um, from Red Dog Press, which I think are rather fabulous covers. So we've got Dancers in the Wind, Death Silent Judgment, Songs of Innocence, and Perdition's Child. And so this week, um, the fifth one, which is the, a new one, um, has come out on ebook, which is um, Stage Call. And that's come out on ebook and then will be published as a paperback and um, a hardback on the 15th of February. Mm -hmm. So before, before mm -hmm. writing these, I've been a journalist and freelance journalist and editor for a very long time. And I've written um, seven non-fiction books as well. But these are, these are my first novels, so, which started publication in 2016, so the last six years. And did you always know that you wanted to write? I guess if you went into journalism, you wanted to write in some form, but did you know that you wanted to write fiction? Um, yes, I think I did really, because I, I always, I mean, I started writing when I was very young, um, and I used to write plays, you know, for children to put on, you know, that we all put on as kids and things like that. Um, I don't think any, I don't think I thought I was particularly good, um, nor did anybody else. <laughs> um, but I did, did go into, well, I started in book publishing and then moved over to journalism. Um, so I was writing, you know, editing, writing, all my life really um so yes I've, I have always known that I wanted to um and I have always written you know you don't always get published but you do write so what made you take the plunge and decide that's it I'm gonna sit down and finally write my book well I, I wrote the first one a long time ago actually um and although although it got some good feedback from various agents it didn't really find a home and you know, everybody kept saying, change this bit or change that bit, you know, and in the end, you sort of think that wouldn't have been my book at the end of this, you know. Um, so in the end, I just put it, put it away, left it. And I was writing short stories for a long time then, as, as, as well as what else, other things I was doing. Um, so I wrote for women's magazines, mainly um, short stories. Um, and then one afternoon, I was, I had a free afternoon, and I found my manuscript and thought, oh, I'll have a read of this. So I read it and I thought, well, I think it could do with some work, but I don't think it's that bad. I think the story still holds. So I, um, unfortunately, I, it was a printout that I had and I'd changed computers several times since, <laughs> since I'd originally written it. So I had to, you know, key it all back in again. Um, so basically what I did was I sort of edited it, then keyed it in then printed it out, then edited it, you know, so I rewrote it several times. And then right at, at the end of it, I think I changed the ending as well several times. Um, yeah, and then I was back back to work. And I don't know why, but I'd also written, and I, I, don't, I, I never saw it as a serial, but I had a series rather, um, 
I had written three chapters of another book, but those three chapters managed to survive on my computers. You know, they went from one to another. And when Urbane offered to publish Dancers in the Wind, um, they said they would like to, a trilogy. And so I, was, I started straight away on the next one, which I'd got three chapters for. Um, so yeah, trilogy. And now on to number five. So it's a long trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you must be enjoying it to be on to yeah, the I mean, I'm a, well, I'm, I'm sort of writing number six at the moment, so, you know, it's still going. I like, I like being in Hannah's world. I like being in the 90s at the moment, especially, you know, with, there's no COVID. <laughs> so, yes, yes, I do enjoy it. Yeah, 90s was a strange decade. Uh, music and... Films were okay, but music was weird and clothes were weird and <laughs> yeah, weird. yeah. But you don't, yeah. I mean, and it's it's sort of when you know, if you look at it politically as well, various other things that were happening. And so I do, I, I do put in a few, you know, sort of, I do allude to various historical things, but it's not, you know, it's not history by any means. You know, I actually put in some real test match results and things like that because I just think. I just think somebody would check that if you don't do it, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to have, it was in the, in the first one, I wanted to have a whole group of um, young people um, listening to the test match. And I thought, well, I better have, make sure it's the right one, you know, because somebody will look it up and say, oh, well, they, they weren't playing New Zealand, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was talking to someone earlier and apparently um, nine, he was writing about 1997 and that's classed as historical because it was 25 years ago. And I was just like, okay, really? <laughs> wow. Yes. Was... Excuse me. Yeah. yeah well, was... my books have still only got up to 94. So <laughs> I go from 93 to 94. <laughs> and the one that I'm currently doing goes from 94 into 95. So you know, they, they slowly progress. I th otherwise, I think you have to sort of think of too much that's happened in between. You know, you sort of think, well, what, why did that happen? Or, so it's much easier to just flow it on, you know, as if it was a, um, a serial as opposed to a series. Um, what's the most interesting thing you've found out while researching your book? Well, um, I did, I did lots of, well, I've done lots of different, obviously, you know, five books in, I've done quite a lot of different research um, because the first one was based on, was, sorry, it wasn't based, it started off, was where, when I was, at, it was actually my journalism, when I had actually been interviewing prostitutes and um, a detective sergeant, I think he was, he wasn't an inspector, um, at King's Cross. And in the end, the newspaper didn't use that in, that interview because it was too sad. Um, and one night I was, um, was woken up by what, what I thought was a knock on the door. There was nobody there. Um, but I thought, oh gosh, you know, supposing, what if? Because when I had to speak to the prostitute, I had to pay her in cash. And uh, the, the editor said to me, um, you know, don't 
pay her until you've got the photographs as well as the interview. And I thought, I'm not that stupid, but I was stupid because I actually gave her the envelope with my name and address on it, you know, because they biked over the, the cash to me. So, so I was thinking, oh God, that's a really stupid thing to do. And that's what happens in the book. You know, she does turn up on the doorstep. So a lot of the research I, I've used, my journalism or, or books that I've worked on, um, you know, as, as, a, as a starting point. And most, in, I don't know for most interesting, really. Um, I don't, I, no, I can't think of anything that I sort of think, oh gosh, because I think because mainly nearly all the subjects that I write about have been with me for a long time. So it's not like I've newly discovered something um, really in, in that sense. Uh, the one, I mean, one was fun, fun that was to do was, I think it, I think it was in book, book four, um, in Perdition's Child. I've used um, Simpsons on the Strand as, as a place. And um, I actually w went there with my granddaughter for lunch and the manager took, took me round. It, that was something completely different to writing a book. It was, I've got a parenting website and they wanted us to review the menu for families. And so he, he, you know, he was a lovely man and he took us round, you know, and introduced this and this and this, and this is what happens here and why I did that. So I used all that, well, that was fabulous. You know, that was really, really good fun to do. So that, there's sort of more things that were fun. Uh, but it was quite funny because I've used quite a lot of settings that I use. I, I've obviously been to um, as a journalist more than anything. You know, I don't, I'm not rich. <laughs> and some, somebody, had put, some, somebody had put on a review, something like, um, it was a man. He said, well, I'm, I'd, I've gone into journalism. He, I don't know what he'd come from. Um, I've never been to any of these places. I don't, you know. And I thought, well, actually, I have. You know, and that's what I'm writing about, and that it's true. And I think it always makes me laugh that people seem to comment on something that you actually do have experience of. You know, like like somebody who's who's an ex um, probation officer being being accused of not writing about the probation service properly, when actually that person knows more about the probation service than anybody else in the country sort of thing, you know. I, th I think that's, that is very funny how people pick up on that sort of thing. And you think, well, why? You know, you're not, anyway, it doesn't matter, but it was quite funny. Yeah, and that happens quite frequently from what I gather as well. I don't know what's wrong with people. We no, could be here all night discussing that. Yes, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you were to take out one of your characters for a meal, who would you choose and what would you ask them? Oh, I don't, well, I, I rather, um, who would I take out for a meal? I did a cocktail sing article the other day, day and I invited D.I. Claudia Turner, who's, who's in from book two onwards, um, because she's sort of cool and um, you don't know much about her. And I think, I think it'd be quite fun to know more about her. I think um, the... I, I rather like some. We've, somebody was talking about you know the sort of male characters that Hannah meets, and some of them are rather rather gorgeous as well. And I think, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind taking him out. You know? <laughs> so so I think Leo. I think I'd, I'd go out with him um, just for a laugh. 
and that's the um, um, an actor in Stagecore. Um, and before, and th there's another one who's an army guy, um, James. I think he that that's one that's you know coming back. He's he'll come back, and he will take Hannah out then. <laughs> He's, he's back in Bosnia or somewhere at the moment, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, and it's just made me completely up. My mind's gone elsewhere <laughs> thinking of uh, a character that I've just finished reading a book of. <laughs> thinking I'd quite like to go up from it. But anyway, this is beside the point. <laughs> um, do you hide any secret jokes or messages or Easter eggs in your book? Um, ooh. I think people who know me might laugh at some things because I put I might put things in that they'll think oh that's typically Anne you know one of one of my friends said oh you know you know you always put you know you say things as you would say that I think actually I didn't say that one but never mind <laughs> but yes I do I, I, not too many I don't think um, the trouble is, I think that I have used I have used um, idiosyncrasies from from my family, um, but the extended family who long since passed. So there's not nobody there who actually could share those with me, and I have a little giggle, but nobody else would know about them. So. <laughs> oh, that's quite sweet, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do people want to be in your uh, characters in your books now that they know you're right? Sorry? Do people want to be characters now that they know that you're right? Um, yes, I, I, I've, got, I've got a few actually. And um, the first time, the first book, by, quite by accident, I used a friend's son's name for, the, for another baby in it. And his, his brother, his younger brother was furious and said, well, that's it, I've got to be a character in a book. <laughs> So he was a cat. And I said to him, well, look, you know, I can't promise whether you'll be a goodie or a baddie or even if you'll survive the book. He said, no, 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 I don't care as long as I'm in the book. So, so yes, I have, I have got him. And so I've got two that way. And I've got um, a couple of other people who've asked me. Oh, and I've, I've got one um, coming up in book six because... I did the, um, oh, Children in Read auction, and it was to have a copy of Perdition's Child, but also to be a named character in book six, because I'd already finished books at book five by then. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so I've got a character there. And the, the um, owner of my local um, Tandoori restaurant is, is in, is actually gets a mention in book five, so. <laughs> Awesome. It gets a name in book <laughs> <laughs> It is cool. I've been included in a few now and I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> and you don't mind who you are or what you are. <laughs> no, which is quite lucky, actually, as some of the characters I've been have been quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, but we won't go there. <laughs> um, what's one of the most fun scenes you've written in all of your books and what's been one of the most difficult? I think the, the difficult ones are um, where there's been abuse or violence because 
that does ha- you know that happens in crime <laughs> so and mine aren't cozy crime so there are violence scenes um in in things in it so so that but there was another there's another one that I actually did think was very well I, I enjoyed it anyway <laughs> I enjoyed writing it the um when um Hannah at one point is is abducted basically um and she manages to get out of it in a really well I thought in a really clever way and that made me love you know so I really enjoyed writing that so I was thinking how am I going to get her out of this and I thought about it I thought yes that's what I'm going to do and it worked well you know it got her out of the car anyway so it got her out of the taxi so, <laughs> so that was good so I did, did have a laugh about that um, but mainly I think I think it's that I, I do feel sad with some of the um some of the sadnesses that are in the book and I think I think there is a lot a lot of people in a lot of my characters are deeply sad and you know they face corruption and they're victimized and you know they don't have a, a voice and Hannah becomes their voice. Um, if you were to fictionally kill someone, how would you do it? Oh, I've done it in lots of ways. <laughs> if you were to be a character then, and you were had were given a choice. Oh, um, I think I think probably poison would be. I, I, I couldn't. I don't. I don't think I would want to be physical in in something you know so I think poison would be a rather nice way of I'll say nice would be a way of doing it and when I I was um I think it was in in the first book and I actually sat there with a knife against against my throat seeing how far I could (laughs) because Hannah was actually being held in a knife grip you know so I don't think I'd be really wanting to stick a knife in somebody or or anything like that so so I think Probably poison would be my my choice. <laughs> and if you were fictionally murdered, who would you want to solve your murder? Oh my goodness! Well, Hannah, obviously. <laughs> She'd come you'd to my su- rescue. You'd come be surprised. <laughs> Sorry. So many authors don't say their own detectives, which surprises me and makes me laugh. Yes, well, I think Hannah, but also I have a um, a policeman called Mike Benton. And he would uh, he would be with her, so I'd, I'd know I'd be I'd know my murder would be in safe hands. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. So and that's, that's all good. I need to know. Yes, <laughs> I'd be directing from above. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, when you're editing, what's your most overused word or phrase? Oh, good God! Just justice and just that looked looked. And you think? Why are all these people looking or they, you know, they're either, they are either physically looking or they look as though, you know, looked is a terrible one. But I, and so what, what I tend to do with the words that I use so often is, you know, search and, and find. So I, and so I do search and I don't exchange because otherwise you stop going through the manuscript. So every time, say it was looked, I would exchange it for looked written in red. And then I print it out and then I've got them all there and I can see how many times I need to change the sentence and everything from that. Yeah, because you can... I do print out quite a lot, so quite often. (laughs) 
yeah, you have to be careful, don't you, if you find and replace, because you can end up with some funny, uh, funny words. Yes. <laughs> replaced, those letters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, since you first started writing, what's been your absolute highlight, your one moment, your treasure forever? I had somebody phone me up, who knows me, obviously, because he phoned me up, and said, I've just finished, it was Songs of Innocence. He said, I think it was Songs of Innocence. I've just finished Songs of Innocence. Are you free for a coffee? I've just got to talk about it with you. <laughs> and I just thought that was wonderful. So, so yes, that was, that was perfect. Have you made lots of author friends since you started writing? Well, before really, because I was on, I was on Twitter before. Um, yeah, I was on Twitter. Uh, so yes, I have. Um, one who I met very early on was um, Mel Sherat, and she had a launch party in London, which I went to, and met a whole load of authors that, you know, obviously I'd met them on, on Twitter, but I actually, you know, met them in the flesh, which was lovely. And then I've seen, seen obviously seen them at, um, you, know, you know, festivals and that sort of thing, book launches. I do, when we used to have them. <laughs> yeah, well, fingers crossed for this year that they will yes, go ahead. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And um, are you planning on going to any this year? Um, well, it depends, really, you know, sort of what's, what's happening. I, I don't like to make plans at the moment. So I haven't, haven't booked any at the moment. Um, and do you get a lot of feedback from readers? Um, I, I do, some. Um, it, some of it, um, yeah, some, some people have, have sort of mentioned me on Twitter or, you know, sort of tagged me in something, which is, um, fortunately, it's always been nice and not horrible. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I think it's quite funny because people people who've known me a long time they don't necessarily know what I do or, or anything like that and I remember what one one guy said to me oh he said um, I bought your book and I read it he said um, it was very good surprisingly so <laughs> thank <laughs> oh thank you, you know? <laughs> that kind of compliment or what <laughs> absolutely yeah surprisingly so <laughs> oh bless him <laughs> Um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Oh my goodness! I think <laughs> I think one. Well, I don't think I'd have the stamina, but um, I went to I, I forget. I went to a reading and a launch of um, oh gosh, I've forgotten the author's name now. A very well-known biographer, anyway, and she she gave this fascinating talk about Charles Dickens and, and about how he walked everywhere and how much he drank. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be sitting, let alone standing, but how much he, so I think he would be quite funny, but then I, um, I probably wouldn't like his personal life. So that, that would put me off. Um, I think that's the trouble, isn't it? That some sometimes, if you know too much about an author, then you start thinking, "Oh, well, I don't like their politics, or I don't like um, 
yeah, I don't like their politics, or I don't, I don't like the way they treat women or or men, you know, whatever. So, so yes, I think it's quite difficult. Um, I, I think if you if you've got when you sort of put somebody on on a on a daze and look look up to them, it's quite difficult to then to then see them warps and all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I. I don't know why, but I always think Charles Dickens is going to be a bit of a knob. I don't know why I get that impression from, but <laughs> so he wouldn't be my choice. No, I just, I mean, I just, you know, I just love his writing. So, and, and, you know, I love his books. So it would be, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to sort of concentrate on that area. <laughs> yeah. And if you're able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you go to? I don't know I think I'm, I'm not very good at history so um you know I'm not a historian at all and I think I would I would quite like to be just after the war I think after the second world war or between the two world war you know in London between the two world wars I think that might be quite a sort of fun fun period you know sort of when people were letting off steam yeah, themselves. <laughs> so. This was Trixie. She decided she did want to come say hello. <laughs> well, well, I'm afraid my one's my cat sitting behind the uh, <laughs> laptop at the moment. Oh, hello! <laughs> sitting behind the laptop, staring at me. So <laughs> she likes to make an appearance in most of my interviews these days. <laughs> um, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, well, I'm, I read a lot, obviously. Um, I watch a lot of films and t I, I go to the theatre and the cinema a lot. Um, that, that's my, my two big, big favourite things to do, um, especially, especially theatre. So it was a utter joy when the theatres opened last year, you know, at the end of June. And, and the cinemas as well. I think I saw three films, one after another, you know, almost one after another because I'm so excited. Uh, but uh, I also, um, so I also watch, I, I watched a lot of um, plays that were produced for screening, streaming, I should say, streaming, um, which I found absolutely fascinating the way, the way the creativity involved um, to get, to get these things produced was just just amazing. So yeah, um, and I like going out for meals and drinks, being with my friends, and I sing in a choir. Oh wow! So not very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, there. <laughs> um, do you collect anything? Books. <laughs> I try, I try not, I try not to collect. I mean, you do collect things, don't you? Um, I remember my mum had this thing about owls at one time, of course, and everybody, you know, the whole house was sort of, and she said at one point, for goodness sake, people stop giving me owls, you know, <laughs> had enough of them by now. Um, no, so I, I, I find it quite difficult to give away books, unless they're books that I, you know, don't like or, or something like that. So, so I, do, I do collect books. And I don't, I don't think there are other things that I'm particularly that interested in to collect. I don't, 
I, I try not to collect too. You wouldn't, if you'd see my house at the moment, it's so full of clutter, you'd probably think, huh, I don't think so, madam. But <laughs> but I do I do have clear outs every now and again. <laughs> and I think life now, you could make because because everything's streamed and things like that, you don't need to keep DVDs if you don't want to, and you, you know, and CDs and things like that. You just don't need to have them. Um, although I still do have some. Yeah, I've kept a few as well, but I don't have many. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said you're working on book six, and then do you know what you're going to do next? Are you going to carry on with your series, or do you have other plans? Well, I've got... Um, I started in doing the first lockdown. So after Petition's Child was published, virtually just soon afterwards, we went into lockdown. And... I had um, had an idea for a standalone psychological thriller, and I started it, and I you know I got into it, but I, I found concentration really difficult. I, I found I found being on my own all the time really lonely because although I live on my own, it's different when you've got to be on your own. <laughs> you know, you couldn't couldn't go out anywhere and and everything. So I, I found that I found that hauntingly lonely somehow um, and then I just I thought oh goodness I can't do this I'll just put it to one side you know it doesn't matter and then almost as I as I released myself from that I I had a vision for um for book five and a lot of my um say the beginning of the inspiration for my books I often just see a picture and so in um, Songs of Innocence, it was it was the lake, the pond in Peckham Rye Park, for instance. And in Stage Call, it's the stage, a stage. Well, I won't tell you what's on it because it might, might give away the surprise to some people. <laughs> um, but yes, so, so I, I, I saw this vision and then went from there. So, and it was lovely because then I was back in the 90s you know, and I was back, back with my friends. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I can't think of any more questions to ask you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you about that you want to tell us about. No, I think I think you've covered most things. I think it would be, uh, yeah. As I said, stay, stay, the, all of my, my books are now with Red, Red Dog Press and you can buy them from them or Amazon and all the other places you can buy books from. And of course, I must just say again, give the last plug for Stage Call, my, my latest baby, um, which is out in paperback and hardback on the 15th of February. I love that cover as well. That one's awesome too. <laughs> it is nice, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is nice. And if people wanted to find you, where could they find you? I'm on Twitter at um, Anne underscore Coates one Twitter. I'm on Facebook as Anne Coates author and I've got an author website which is annecoatesauthor.com so you can find me at any of those places. Yes, well thank you very much. Thank you very much.